0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Raising Eco Minimalists. This is the official last episode of 2021, uh, uh, a bonus episode, so to say. I am a sucker for the the end-of-the-year lists, and so I was looking through the stats for the pod and thought that maybe I would just hop on and share the top five episodes from this past season and also share some tips about things that you and your kids, the kids in your life at least, can do in 2022 that follow the four main pillars of this podcast, which is the mind, body, community, and of course, the planet. So it's been a while, right? I think my last episode was pre-Halloween. Maybe there was one more after that. But if you uh, haven't If you're new here or um, it's been a while since you listened to the last episode, let me just quickly catch you up to speed about what me and my family are up to. So the reason why this season somewhat abruptly ended was because my husband accepted a job up in Northeast Minnesota, five hours from where we were living in uh, South Minneapolis. And so we moved. Uh, We moved mid-November but we of course had a ton of stuff to prep for getting our house on the market down in the Twin Cities. So we moved um, the 13th of November. So we've been up here for about six weeks and uh, we're in a very cozy (laughs) rental right now with the three of us and our three cats. So it Definitely gets uh tight and there's not a lot of space to uh have your own time or things to do, but it's temporary and um, we're looking forward to seeing what comes to us in terms of housing up here. So um our current home is currently pending and, uh, hoping to have that sold and closed on in a couple of weeks. So it's definitely been an adjustment. Uh, my husband to a brand new job, my son to a new school. I'm still working remotely at my position I was in before, but everything is all new. And so we are just trying to give ourselves a lot of grace and show ourselves compassion and just let ourselves feel what we're feeling. Cause there's a lot of emotions right now going, going around this huge transition. So that's kind of why this, the season ended. And, um, I am planning on starting up season two sometime within the next couple of months. I'm working on getting a list together of amazing guests. And so I'm really excited and I will be announcing a hard launch date soon. So be sure that you are following Raising Eco Minimalists podcast on Instagram or Facebook to find out when the new season starts. And as always, if you have a topic you want me to cover or you will have a guest that you would love to hear interviewed, you can always email me at Laura at and, uh and share share what you'd like to hear. So that's about what I've got for for the update and and the new season moving forward. So let's start quickly by going through the top five episodes of 2021. If you remember, the podcast launched in April of 2021 on Earth or it was Earth Week, not specifically Earth Day, but it was Earth Week. And so it's it's still really a, um, kind of a baby. It's a, still a brand new pod. I'm still figuring things out as I go. Um, this new space doesn't have uh, a great area to record in. So, I am still trying to get used to my microphone settings and finding a place where it's going to be quiet and not echoey to get the best audio. So I appreciate you sticking along and for your patience with me as I try and figure out the little nuances of our new space. So, all right, I'm going to start from number five and then go to one. So, Number five, the, most, the fifth most popular Raising Eco-Minimalist podcast episode of 2021 was the one, one of my favorites um, that I learned so much from, and that was the Artificial Light Pollution at Night uh, with Caitlin Johnson of Invisibly Stitched. I loved that episode because it was a topic that I really hadn't heard a lot about, and funny enough, To the place that we moved up in Northeast Minnesota, where we're super close to the Boundary Waters. And the Boundary Waters is actually one of the very few official dark sky places in the United States. And we even had a dark sky celebration weekend, I think it was the second weekend of December, and where the dark sky Duluth came up um Duluth is a is a town in Minnesota right on lake superior and came up and they did a huge uh uh weekend and it was really cool so it kind of is funny how that tied together. But uh, that episode was super fascinating. And one thing I really loved about it was that the tips that Caitlin gave for us to start to learn about this topic and to help with this topic were super, super reasonable and something that you could do Uh, as part of your daily routine, changing different light bulbs, uh, turning the lights off, stuff like that. So highly recommend listening to that one if you haven't already. All right, number four. This was the second episode that I ever did. And so that was episode, uh, I think it's officially episode one. And it's what it, basically what eco minimalism or eco minimalism 101? So, that one I really just laid down exactly what eco minimalist was, what it looks like, how you can implement it, and so on. If you need a refresher or want to go back to the basics, that's a really great episode to do so. Number three was. Also, a really interesting and what I think helpful episode, and clearly since it's the top in the top three of the year, uh, you all agree to, and that was creating boundaries and sustainable parenting with Lindsay of Simply Sustainable Parenting, and that one is just, it's it really she really lays out the importance of setting boundaries how to set boundaries so that we can live this eco minimalist lifestyle but in a way that makes it sustainable for us so at the end of every single episode i say in order to live sustainably it must be sustainable for you and this is really the the core of that so sustainability looks so different and it also is more than just green living so A great episode. And if you want to learn more about creating boundaries, Lindsay at Simply Sustainable Parenting is hosting a group where she talks about ways we can reduce the mental load and share it with our partners. So head on over to her Instagram. She's got a ton of great reels and content to to help reflect uh, that topic. All right. Number two is a low waste Halloween. This one was actually a little bit of a surprise for me. I'm, I'll be honest. <laughs> Not because I don't think it's uh, important, but because it was one that I definitely, uh, I guess I just wouldn't have put it so high up. So that to me shows that Potentially, you all want more of those kind of easy to implement episodes for either common holidays or or just everyday life. So that was a good tip. But if you are interested in learning about ways to make your Halloween a little more eco minimalist friendly, uh, that is a good episode to check out. And then finally, the number one episode of the Raising Eco Minimalist podcast of season one of 2021 is how to graciously say no gifts, please, for you and your kids. And that one doesn't really surprise me that much because it's such a tricky topic. And I actually have a blog post, a companion post for it. And that is consistently throughout the year, one of my top posts. So that one I'm not surprised in because I know how hard that topic can be. Um, I will just give a quick shout out again to Lindsay of Simply Sustainable Parenting because we do talk about gifts and setting boundaries around gifts in that episode. So if the no gifts please topic is of interest to you, definitely check out the episode with Lindsay. So again, um, we'll go from five to one. It was Artificial Light Pollution at Night, eco minimalism 101, Boundaries and Sustainable Parenting, Low-Waste Halloween, and No Gifts, Please. So before we jump into some ideas for making changes in 2022, I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting this podcast and me as I navigate myself through season one. It was uh it was really fun. I love doing it. I'm so grateful again that you are here and listening and I'm so excited for season 2. Um so again, thank you. Okay, so this this next part kind of came from uh I used to do a post every year on the blog uh my blog for those who don't know is reduce reuse renew. And it talks about, of course, the eco-minimalist parenting or uh, raising eco-minimalist kids aspect, but it also expands more into not just with the, the kid component. So it talks about um, ways to live with less in a sustainable way. And again, it, it it kind of goes along with the four pillars of this podcast, which is mind, body, community, and earth, how we can live sustainably within those four realms. So I, again, I used to do a top three things to do in, you know, insert whatever year it was. And it was actually a really, I was a really popular post. So I thought that I would do that for the pod squad. Nope, not pod squad. That is... <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm not editing this. So this, it's really interesting. Um, I've been listening to a lot of, we can do hard things podcast. So that little slip right there was because they call their people pod squad. I'm not going to call you that because that's their thing. And I'm just not, but (laughs) I thought I would do the same thing for this podcast. And, And again, as I mentioned at the beginning, align it with the four components of what we talk about on the pod. So, um, the podcast, again, is for those. uh, I I want it to be a community and a resource guide for those raising kids who care about their mind, body, community, and earth. So, I'm going to give you one tip for each of those four pillars and then give you some of the corresponding podcast episodes from the past year, 2021, that go along with it so that you can reference back because each episode contains a ton of resources and tips and guides um, that it seemed silly for me to try and reiterate that here. So we are going to start with the mind. So I One of the things that really got me into the eco-minimalism realm was because I do deal with anxiety. I have an OCD component to my anxiety, and I've also uh, struggled with depression. So if if you have ever experienced something like that, you know that when you are in the thick of it, you can't focus on anything else. So I love... Sustainability, I love talking about it, of course, but when I'm feeling super anxious or I'm having a depression spell, I'm not able to do that. So it became apparent to me in as I was implementing the eco-minimalist stuff into my life that reducing my mental clutter and managing my anxiety and depression was also really key to be able to make sustainability sustainable for me. So the mind. My number one tip and hope for you in 2022 is that you can set up healthy boundaries that not only free up your time, but free up your mental space, your mental clutter, provide you with more mental energy so that you can do things that you want to do. Because so many of so much of our m- mental clutter comes from lack of boundaries. And I know it's easier said than done, but they are really important. And I think if the pandemic has taught me one thing, it is that these boundaries are crucial to preserving uh, mental space. So, to help you set boundaries, I've got. Um, Episode 17, Boundaries and Sustainable Parenting with Lindsay of Simply Sustainable Parenting. We already talked about that one, so definitely check that out. And then episode 16 was a solo episode with me, and that was talking about how to stop overscheduling. And that one um, has... At least three or four actionable tips that you can do to preserve time in your schedule, and it also benefits our kids because, as I share in that episode, overscheduling our kids is is actually detrimental to their mental health as well. So for the mind, set some boundaries in twenty twenty two start with one or two. Don't go crazy with <laughs> trying to s- s- apply boundaries in every single aspect of your life at first. Like the eco-minimalist movement, start small. So that's the first one. Next, the body. This probably isn't a huge surprise, <laughs> but getting outside. Nature is is so healing and it's so important that we get out and experience it. And I want that for not only you, but for your kids too, because it's so good for them. And I've been able to tell uh, as we're nearing the end of week two of winter break, my son has not been getting out as much as he would on a normal school day. And I can just tell the difference. He's definitely more rambunctious. He doesn't you know, make as good of choices. And it's just, it's important for them to have that time. And us as adults too. Uh, There's something that I really like, and I have a post about it, which I'll link in the show notes, and that's about plogging. So plogging is a Swedish term that mirrors, not mirrors, that combines jogging and picking up trash. Now, when you plog, you don't actually have to jog. I usually don't. I just walk, but you go on a walk with the intent to also pick up trash. So it's kind of a win-win and you feel good about doing something, taking action, and you also get to move your body and be in nature. So that's always a good one. Um, An episode that I would recommend to go with it is episode five with Jess Purcell that talks all about nature for kids and making that connection with them. Um, I also talked with Medina, of, um, and the episode is Science for Kids at Home, episode 14, but we also talk about the lack of access for some kids to getting outside and things that we can help with that. So, those two episodes are really good. I'll link to the blogging po- post <laughs> in the show notes, and so you can check those out as well. So, make a plan to get outside more often. Uh, you, If you like having a chart or something to check off, there is a Facebook and Instagram account called 1000 Hours Outside. And they provide a free chart that you can print off and you can just mark off as every hour that you spend outside. You don't have to do a thousand. You can divide it up as to how many however much you want to do as a goal, but the goal is for families and kids to get outside more often. All right, next, community. I firmly believe that a big part of the solution to a lot of the problems that we have in the world today is that we just need to get back to building community and building those grassroots connections. I've got a number of episodes that can help inspire you getting out in the community. And the first one is Raising Eco-Activist Kids, which is episode three with Brittany. And that's a really great episode. And we talk a lot about ways to connect kids to their community. Uh, there's Raising Young Changemakers with Stacy. For those who are in Minnesota, she's a local Minnesota author. She wrote a series called Raising Young Changemakers and such an inspiring episode. And we talk all about getting kids into their community. And that's episode 15. Um of course, the um, you can always look for different things to volunteer in your community. I know with COVID, it's a little tricky, but I always like to point out that volunteering doesn't always have to mean getting out and planting a tree. Volunteering can be a number of different things. If your kids are older and they're really into social media, some places need social help with social media or marketing or... Stuffing envelopes or etc. There's much more than just what we traditionally think when we think of volunteering. So, if volunteering is something you want to get more into, I would just suggest looking for there's usually uh, one or two websites in all major cities that have kind of a compilation of volunteer opportunities, and you can use those to search. So, that would be where I would start. Another great way is to have a free little library or free seed library or free little pantry or what free little farm stand. There's so many now, and that's a great way to connect with community. Uh, I started my seed library in March of 2020, and it connected me to my community in more ways than I could have ever imagined. Uh, When we moved, I did leave it down in that community because it had become kind of a a staple for those who were gardeners. Uh, but I do plan to start one up here in my new community, and I'm super excited to do so. Um, one other thing that I'll mention about community is an episode with Jen Gale of Sustainable-ish. We talk about green parenting, and she talks about a really fun idea, which is creating a box for uh, birthday party rentals. And so it has reusable items. And we talk about that different ways you can set it up. And that would be another really great way to get kids involved with their community. So you can check out that episode too. All right, finally, the earth. Of course, the entire episode is about, you know, working on the earth. But uh, I wanted to Uh, a signal, signal, oh my gosh, simplify it. No. I wanted to make sure and um, put a spotlight on it because it is one of the pillars of the podcast. (laughs) So a number of episodes, of course, deal with the earth, but some of my favorite, the top five I'll say is How to Reduce Plastic with Kids, which is episode 12, thrifting tips, which was a really, really helpful episode. And that was episode six. I learned a lot about uh, thrifting for kids, toys, and gear. And that one, I already mentioned this one, science for kids at home, episode 14, that has really, really fun ways to incorporate science without having to be a scientist just for Everyday people that (laughs) maybe cringe when they think of trying to implement science at home. Uh, Episode four is gardening with kids. And episode 11, composting at home. And that one has some fun tips on different little activities you can do to get kids excited about composting. So those would be my five recommendations for finding something that speaks to you in terms of helping our earth. So that was kind of a quick episode. Um, My apologies for all the jumbles. (laughs) It's been a little while since I've done this, (laughs) but once again, thank you for being here. I wish you and your family the best in 2022. May it be a better year for all of us. We have certainly gone through so much in the past two years, and I think it's important to remember that it's still, it's okay if you're still dealing with it. I mean, I certainly am. I know that so many people are burnt out and just exhausted, and I'm right there with you. But just know that you're not alone, and we will get through this. We will prevail And I'm excited to see what it looks like on the other side. So again, happy, happy new year. I wish you all the best, your family, peace, love, health, and of course, nature in the new year. And I'm looking forward to connecting back with you for season two. So thanks again. Bye.